Hello and welcome to the Points of Brew podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Points of Brew podcast with me, Stephen Carter. And this week I'm joined by returning guest and the most frequent guest of the podcast, George, uh, George Collins and <laughs> Hugo Rhodes now of Blunt Rock, Blunt Rock Brewing. How are you doing, guys? You okay? I'm good. I'm good. Long, yeah. Pretty good. Good, good, good. Yeah, you're the, uh, the most tenured member after me now i think george of the of the podcast this is your your third appearance now isn't it so it is two... yeah it is very very proud to say but you know i'm a, you know, a highly highly sought after guest yeah we should do like a, a weekly george hour or something mm. <laughs> well, we said we said when you're over with the uh, the guys at padstow you should have your own, own mini tv that's series that's so. TV, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can uh, make it a thing over at uh, over at Blunt Rock. So, uh, but no, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah. You should just get. I should just record everything George does, and that would just be a TV program in itself. I think. Day to day activities. Has yeah. <laughs> he has uh, he brought his uh, Kings of Leon addiction over with him? Is that a? I am. Please, please do not get me started. So <laughs> this is the thing, with George. Right. He'll he'll choose a song or an album. And that'll be the next two weeks straight, the whole time we're at the brewery. I think the, the last one was Sam, Sam Fender. Sam album has been on non-stop, but I started again. And, again and I, know, I know it word for word because of George. He just plays it constantly. I mean, it's not a bad thing. The songs are all right. But then by the end by the end of his little phase, he kind of sick of them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Kings of Leon. I think he's pretty excited for Boardmasters. They seem to be... Um, Kings of Leon for the next the year. Next year. If I don't get tickets, mm-hmm. mate, that's it. It's kicking off, basically. Is, is their biggest number one fan? I, I never I never used to. I've been like a late bloomer to, to Kings of Leon. I always liked them, but then like, I've just got this mad obsession with it now. I can't stop. I've I, I listened to the album, the first album and the second album today, all the way through. I do it every day. I don't know how, but I just do, just in the background. It's anyway, almost like a, it's, it's like religion for you, isn't it? It's, it's like you can't get yeah, through a brew day or a day at brewery without any sort of Kings of Leon to power you through. It's. I'd be interested to see if the guys yeah. at Padstow still listen to it, or it's like, oh, for thank God. I, that I anymore, went I just, over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went over the other day and they bought a speaker, and they weren't listening to Kings of Leon at the time, but I suspect it's probably in the playlist somewhere. You, you changed that immediately as soon as you walked in, just... Yeah, walked in, yeah, just disconnected their phones and put on Kings of Leon for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but no, guys, thank you. Uh, thank you very much for uh, for joining. Obviously, you are probably the, the newest, fair to say, brewery in Cornwall, I'd say. Um, obviously, sort of been relatively established in the last yeah. sort of six to, six to ten months or so. So do you want to sort of tell mm-hmm. us... Uh, a sort of a brief rundown of the the history and how how this came to be and how you guys met and decided you wanted to go on your own on venture yeah it was probably last august that we got chatting about it i can't quite remember how we... 2020 august wasn't it yeah yeah so last last year um more like a year and two months ago um yeah i can't quite remember how um it, it got to the stage of George and I saying like we're we're definitely doing this together. It was kind of it like a kind of thing that phased into. Um, George was he was told me his idea about um, opening a, a nano brewery, and I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, what he was talking about, and uh, he was looking for a plot at the time, um, and I just 
thought I could help him help him find a plot. Um, yeah, and... you, you you kind of said you kind of I remember you kind of said I want to be involved in this, and I was like, yeah, sick. I thought he meant like. I want to help you move things with a wheelbarrow and do some digging. I was like, yeah, yeah, sick. And then he's like, now I want to be involved in this. And I was like, yeah, man, I've got fucking loads of shovels and I've got a wheelbarrow, so all good. And then he's like, no, I, I want to be involved in this. And I was like, oh, right, involved in this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of how it happened, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. And then, uh, yeah, because you had, we had we, he was looking at this one point in our local area that was just, it was going to be a nightmare to have it there. Um, there was no services and it was just like a bare site kind of like in the middle of, not quite in the middle of nowhere, but you know, if you, if you drove past and you didn't there'd know. Be no passing there, trade. Yeah. There'd be no passing trade. Kind of thing. Um, and then my ex surf lifesaving coach, um, I heard that he was packing up um, his business as a um, European boat transport uh, driver <clears throat> and he had a, a yard on the local industrial estate um, and he's I think he's he, he moves off site um, in February start of this year um, and I think he's just about packed up his business now um, but yeah so I, I heard about that got in touch with him told us told him what we wanted to do and he was all for it so um, he agreed to get a lease together and Kind of went from there and then yeah we moved on site in february um and decided to build the brewery and the tap room and stuff out of containers um and i think it took it was three months yeah we opened the bottle shop at the start of june mm. so it was about three months um getting all the groundworks ready getting the containers all, all um, prepped and converted and uh and then yeah we opened the bottle shop start of june it was when we first did that collab with Padstow, the George's Kavik, Hazy IPA, um, and yeah, that went down a treat. And then, yeah, I mean, we were supposed we were supposed to be <clears throat> starting to brew at the start of May. That's when our kit, our new tanks, were supposed to arrive. Um, but because of supply chain issues, they've uh, they only just arrived. When was it? It was like the start of September, wasn't it? It was mid September, I think. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 Brenda. it's been an absolute nightmare because obviously I left my job at Padstow. I remember we did that last podcast when I kind of talked about I'm leaving you were Padstow on your way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and 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 you know, I I you know we 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 ordered the brew kit back in Feb and it should have been start of May. So I've you know I, I left Padstow kind of end of May, 25th of May or so, and and then there was no sign of the kit, and so. Kind of twiddling my thumbs, kind of following Hugo around with a saw, trying to learn DIY while he was building the place. Um, but you know, and and then the kit didn't turn up, and it didn't turn up, and it didn't turn up, and I was a bit like, oh god, like I've I've left my my job brewing to kind of come and brew, and I've got nothing to brew with. Mm. So I mean, I mean, I had I had one small 130 liter FV, so I've done a we've done some brews, but. You know the turnaround time has just been so long that we haven't been able to kind of adequately supply the tap room as we intended. Yeah. Um, and then when when the kit finally did turn up, we've had 
uh, uh, basically an electrical issue with the control panel and the chiller. So that needs to be rewired for it to work properly. So now we're waiting on more parts for that. So it's just like delay. And, and, and this, what, the thing that's really annoying me is I, I didn't want to be a brewery that didn't brew. You know, I wanted to be like, hi, we were at the time Lowlands Brewing. Bang, here's all our beers. Like, boom, boom, boom. We're doing hazy IPAs and sours and all that kind of stuff. And mm. super, like come on to the scene with like a bang yeah. and that that hasn't i mean i mean i mean you know the, the, the socials are doing all right you know we got we got a good following a lot of people are really interested and a lot of regular customers but i wanted to have this impact into the scene and yeah, yeah. it just has i haven't been able to do that which has been infuriating but you know the problems are completely out of our control there's nothing we can do apart from twiddle our thumbs and wait basically yeah so we, we did actually get a message from the refrigeration company that we're using to they're going to sort out the chiller um they said they sent me a text earlier said the parts will be here by the end of the week so we're yeah hopefully soon, next week very, very yeah. soon well it depends yeah. i guess it depends how long it's going to take um sam the engineer to get it all done but yes that's like literally the last thing that needs doing he's just adding some relays in for the glycol system or something something yeah. technical but as soon as that's done George will be in there working his magic. Um, I, I, I'm so excited. I've got so many hot, I've got so many varieties of lovely hops. You know, I've got some some liquid extracts. I've got cryo, I've got, you know, like no flour. It's all the most pungent, freshest hops. I've got a ton of malt sat in the store, uncrushed, ready to go. You know, like it's all ready to go. I've got yeast propagated in the fridge, ready to go. And I'm just like twiddling my thumbs, just waiting. And every week it's like, will it be this week? Will it be this week? You know? Yeah, yeah. Just like a big bundle of energy ready and raring to yeah. go. Just I, I can't, I, you know, as soon as we start brewing, it'll be full on. It'll be, yeah. it'll be brewing continuously, mm. nonstop. Yeah. If the tank is empty, it needs filling basically. You know, mm. I'm just going to brew as much as I physically can, you know, I'm going to worry about shifting it after I brewed it. You know, mm. I don't think we'll have to worry about that, to be honest with you. But that's that's the that's the way we're going to operate it. If a tank is empty, why is it empty? Fill yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I mean, um what what scale can you brew on when this this kit's up and running? Then what 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 sort of capacity will you be churning out? I think it'll be so. Um, all of the FDs combined, we'll be looking at. I think it's around twelve hundred. Maybe fifteen hundred between twelve and fifteen hundred, depending on the yield of each beer. Mm. Um, we've got two two barrel FVs and four one barrel FVs. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I reckon we'll be putting out about between six hundred and eight hundred liters a week, which doesn't sound like a lot, but compared to one hundred and thirty liters every three weeks, it's yeah. a lot <laughs> compared <laughs> yeah. to what we've been doing. Yeah, um, you know. So I, I'm, yeah, I, I'm quite excited. We're going right. to launch the web shop as soon as we've got it in cans. We're going to do national delivery, kind of mail order, um, next day delivery, overnight stuff. So it, hmm. as soon as the beer is ready, it will be available, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, and this hopefully will be enough. Well, hopefully we can't keep up with demand because that would be nice. Would after be Good position to I be mean, in. We, yeah, exactly. But, but, you know, that's... But also the perk yeah. of us being so small is we can kind of like we can do a bit of a mental brew. It's something a little bit unusual and you know, 
it'll 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 move pretty quickly. Um, and it's, been nice. some, you know. it's been nice building um, like a, a good amount of um, kind of hype, but also um, everyone in our local area has been coming to Taproom and it's like craft beer in our local parish and in like maybe within like a 10 mile radius, obviously apart from Padstow. <clears throat> there really isn't much um, awareness of proper craft beers um so obviously we've got sharps so doom bar literally opposite Fury, us. and then obviously tribute from synostal yeah that's just everywhere that's just completely dominating the market and you've got offshore and coreb and stuff so that's in pretty much all pubs you go to and then we've got harbor as well but they're pretty big um and everyone's come up and obviously because we haven't been able to brew we've been getting in loads of different guest beers mm. each weekend pretty much we only we only we've only been buying um one keg of each beer that we bought in so that we can just have a different because well, we've got eight taps and they're pretty much all different each yeah. weekend and yeah. so every yeah. time people are really surprised they're like they come in and it, it maybe it might even be the day after and they're like oh it's already changed yeah, what yeah, what did I have last month? And it's like, oh, I don't know, mate. No idea. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it's 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 been keeping people really intrigued. And a lot of people haven't even, you know, they haven't even known that there's, you know, that much availability of different um beers like around. Because obviously as soon as you get up to Bristol and like kind of past there, it's like a it's a known thing, but down in Cornwall. Um, in some areas, like obviously in Falmouth, you've got Verdant and you've got Pipeline and, and Black Flag, but I think it, there's, because they're, they're all fairly small, and I know Verdant, they ship a lot of their stuff up, up country, um, there still isn't that much of an awareness. Yeah. Um, like I didn't even, I wasn't even like that aware two years ago, like yeah, yeah. not at all to the whole scene. Um, and it's just been it's been keeping everyone really really excited. It's it's been really fun. Just mm. you know. and then obviously because we've only been getting all the guest beers in, and everyone's kind of like, oh, when when's your stuff coming? And obviously we've been telling them yes, like, next week. Trying to get it in. maybe next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> next week. Next week. No, not this week. Next week. <laughs> um, I think once our our brews like eventually get here. Um, obviously the following we've got on Instagram and, and the, the local regulars that we now have, they're all going to be buzzing for it to come. So I don't know, there's always two ways to look at bad things that have happened and that you know people are just going to be even more excited to try our stuff when it comes out. Um, Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, just got to make sure it's nice. <laughs> That's not a problem, we should be able to do that. <laughs> Well, yeah, because we've, we've done, we've done, yes, yeah, so we've done three brews already. So we've done a hazy IPA. Um, a, it was a Vienna lager that we did with a Kvike yeast. Yeah, that was, that a, was like, a, that was, uh, we basically had the tap room opening date for the 7th of August. And I had that one FV and I was like, I really want to have a lager on. Can I do like a Kvike lager just to get it out in like, <laughs> like get it finished firm in like four days and then just, <laughs> like lager it for five days yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> just with an all, all all pills and all vienna malt base like 
I think we used Halatau hops and we used, uh, I can't remember the other ones. It was all, all European varieties and uh, just used a Kvite yeast. And, and yeah, it, yeah, it went, it went in the night, the whole brew mm. on the opening night, which was good. But I going to say, yeah. it's an interesting yeah. take with a light goes. Obviously, it's kind of opposites, isn't it, really? With Kvite going yeah. higher, but then obviously Lagi is meant to do it lower. Yeah. So it, it I was imagine a, it was quite an interesting experiment. Brain. Yeah. yeah, it was a YHC neutral strain. Um, I think it was YHC, um, a neutral Kvike strain, and it was supposed to be like clean, mm. uh, balanced, like very lagerish. Um, but obviously, we couldn't really lager it. But you know, that's that was just just to say, oh, we got lager on at the opening party. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I think. Can you say it was technically? In, you said it was technically an ale. Yeah, it was an ale because Kvike's an ale yeast. Yeah, so yeah. it's an ale strain. But um. But we, don't, that, we don't have to tell the punters that, do we? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. yeah but it's interesting, though, isn't it? That you can people you don't can, know. They didn't. Yeah, they, but, but like, you know, it's just, it's just, it's it's cool. Um, that's one of the reasons why it's exciting with this, such a small kit. You can be so creative because if mm. you know, you can do um, a brew that's fairly out there, and if it doesn't work. It's not the end of the world because you haven't spent like a huge amount on it. So obviously, as soon as your kit is above, well, above a thousand liters, you know you 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 can't be pouring a whole brew down the drain unless you've just got a crazy budget, which obviously yeah, yeah. not not everyone has. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, so. like you say, it's, it's it's exciting for sort of a new sort of brewer like yourselves to come and do these sort of different. Like you say, it's almost like you say yeah. you're around the corner from Sharps. You obviously. You know, St. Austell have got the monopoly of probably 90% of pubs that are down there. You know, and, and I've said it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've said it for a long time. It's like Verdant, you know, they send the vast majority of their stuff out of Cornwall. And it's, yeah. I know they've just opened their new tap room in Newquay. But apart from that and the seafood bar in Falmouth, you'd be hard pushed to find their stuff on tap in yeah. any uh, or well, many well, places at all. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what we don't want to do. Like, like mm. obviously, if a mail order, wherever the beer is ordered to, it will go. But instead of just jumping over Cornwall because, oh, it's all tied up, I, I, I just hate it. I just want to put a little dent into the monopoly and just say, you know, there's more interesting beers out there. There's yeah. there's more diverse beer styles out there that you can try. Just come and just come and say hello and we'll we'll talk you yeah. through them. Because the, but like on the opening night, we had all these people come up and they were like, oh, Six percent—that's a bit silly, isn't it, for a beer? I'm like, mm. for them it is, but like for, well, for yeah, so pretty much thinking... anyone outside of that, it's like, nah, that's not that yeah. standard now. And, and the, other thing, standard, the other yeah. thing, leading on from that, is the fact that um, our glasses, <laughs> example, um, are only two thirds, and everyone was just like, "What does that mean?" Two-thirds? Oh yeah, we don't do points. Where's the point? Yeah. Where's the point? And it's like, well. Don't really want to be drinking a pint of a dipper, um, and also it's 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 like the whole point in the tap room is that you come up and every time you come up, there's new beers on, and you try some of them, and then you broaden your tastes, yeah. and then when you go home, you say, "Oh, I tried this thing called a, a New England IPA, and it was really nice." And I think next time I'll go in and try it again. Then it's gone because there's a new one in, in its place, and you try that one again. And then you think, oh, I'll take a can home. And that's what it's all about getting people in and converting them from uh, 
I only drink this one beer drinker to, mm. you know, just exploring like their yeah. own taste and just working out what they like. Like my housemate, Matt, like he's, he's at a lifeboat meeting tonight, but um, he'll probably storm in in the middle of this podcast. Um, but he, but he was saying the other day, he said like, I think I love IPAs the most out of everything. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I've, you know, like I've always only ever drank cask, like Doom Bar tribute really. And he was like, but, like hazy IPAs are my thing now. And he was like, you know, every time I come to Lowlands, that's that's what I want to drink. You know, I'm not thinking, oh, I wish he had a cask on or something like that. Or I wish yeah. he had some some decent bottled traditional ale. It's just like I just want to drink all the different hazy IPAs. And he loves it. And he's he's gone out and bought a Linda for the house. We've got a Linda in the kitchen. <laughs> and we're just fencing three kegs of hazy IPAs. You know, what so, have you got uh, through so far on that? Um not that much, luckily, or else my liver would be. I can say uh, that's dangerous having a Linda in your own house, isn't it? Just, <laughs> yeah, George, what have we got on today? Just yeah. Well, it's. I mean, I mean, the idea is to to rent it out for weddings and stuff, but when it's yeah. not in use, we'll have it here with a keg on. But um, and and, and like um, Matt's Matt, Matt's a wine drinker, really. He, he he likes a bottle of red wine. Mm. Um, and then I think I give him a couple of Imperial Stouts one Sunday. Um. He was like, "What the hell is this?" He was sipping, and he was like, "What? What is this? It's like it's like Guinness, but like just just better." And I was like, "It's, yeah. it's an imperial stout, man." We had we had, we had a bottle of the Heritage Brewery from Burton, the the, the P two. Mm. Their stout is eight percent, and then we had like a twelve percent imperial stout, and he couldn't believe it. He was like, "I didn't know that beer could be like wine region strengths and have that much flavor." He was just like, I just had no idea. And that's so typical of so many people down here. So many of people our age as well, that if you picked them up and moved them 100 miles up north to Bristol, it, it would be completely different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's just the Cornish only thing. Yeah, yeah. Like you say, it's just constantly, I'm going in and just it's just proper job or tribute or doom bar. Like you say, yeah. typically one of yeah. the three synonymous yeah. brands that you'll see down there. Like you say, all the Corrid drinkers, not, you know, lager, but... Yeah. It's not taking anything away from those brands, no, but no. it's like, but they have such a monopoly that people down there don't get to experience anything else. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like we're well, the only place in, in 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 our parish that that have guest beers. Mm. We're the only place to have guest beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that 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 is like that. Or, or, yeah, or a guest beer that's not. Carlsberg or Peroni or something. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, but I mean, a guest beer that changes, a guest beer that every time you come in is a little bit, is a different brand, yeah. but it's, yeah. we're the only place in our whole area that does that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's probably worth saying because you guys are in St. Minver, is it, which is the other side of. Yeah, it's Rock, basically. Yeah, we're yeah, at the top rock. of Rock Road. It's a big long road. We're right at the top. We're opposite Sharps. We're 50 meters from Sharps Brewery. Yeah, yeah. So it is sort of quite sort of in a bit of a sort of almost a grey area almost, isn't it really? It's not sort of in like close to a main sort of town almost, you know, you're not near Falmouth or Truro or Newquay or something. It is a bit of a grey area, but like in the summer, um, like yeah, similar Parish is absolutely heaving in the summer months. It's not necessarily like a, a big town, but yeah, it's Bowls of- and Rock, and it? it's it's Bowls yeah. and Rock are heaving, and more and more people who come down here on holiday 
are noticing that all the beer is the same everywhere they go. More and more mm. people nationwide are getting into craft beer. And that that's only benefiting us because they're coming down and they're realizing that, oh, it's literally the same everywhere I go. And they're actually starting to hunt us out and come to us as mm. opposed to us having to put signs up everywhere. The amount of people that come into the tap room or the bottle shop before we open the tap room. Oh, you know, I've been, I've been, trying to find somewhere that's craft beer around here for ages. Thank God you've opened and all that kind of stuff. It's, there, there were a lot of people saying that, you know, so, so there's, there really is like a, like a demand for it, like here, especially in the summer months. And it's just, it's just, yeah. to be honest, it, it seems madness that no one's done it before us. It mm. just seems mad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. I think we had a conversation before where I think there was at, at the time when we spoke, there was, two bottle shops in all of Cornwall, which were Johnson's and Ives and Red Elephant in Truro. You know, there's a couple yeah. couple more opening there's, now. There's four now. I yeah. think there's four. Yeah, yeah. There's, um... Because Green there's, Elephant's yeah, open, don't it? And then yeah. there's the yeah. Louter or Lauter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think there's one, I think maybe there's five. I think there's one in Campbell, apparently. Mm. Um, so there's, there's five bottle shops in the whole county. I mean, yeah. you, 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 you compare that to any other county. Yeah. That's I mean, like a mini one. No me. Pardon? Well, we've got like a mini, mini bottle shop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, you know, mean like a yeah, bottle. Uh, yeah. Excluding yeah, yeah. us, there are five mm. in the whole county. Which is, is madness yeah. when you think about it. You know, if you're from top to bottom, Cornwall, you can be what, nearly two hours from top to bottom? If you go two hours, yeah. to proper like yeah. Launceston down to sort of Pendance way on. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. it's a huge space. To, it's at least yeah. two hours. Yeah. It's a big old county. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's madness when you think like just from us, for example. You think how many are in Yorkshire alone, you know, near us. It's you know, there's where the yeah, you're blessed, aren't you? Oh yeah, it's you know, it's the uh, it's there's got to be a benefit to living up here, mate. Do you know what I mean? Just, yeah. Just, yeah. Got, yeah, it's, it's cheap and there's loads of beer. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's, there's got to be some benefit to living where it's cold, mate. So yeah, yeah. It rains a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. That's why we're coming holiday every year, just to, uh, yeah. to just sun it, sun it up in the south. Yeah, yeah. But no, it is, it is crazy. It is crazy. What are we chatting about then? Uh, how you guys came to came to meet and how things progressed, really. So, well, I'm a Poseth legend, yeah. so everyone knows me. So everyone knows you. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just telling him you're the most trash guy in the pub most weekends hey there was this there was this no so there's this um i didn't but no there was um the oyster the oyster catcher in poles f used to be like the place to be until it um did its renovation now it's just like a pub restaurant chain kind of thing no one goes anymore but it used to be space used used to be like religion that everyone just went there and just got absolutely destroyed it's the only night. pub. It's the only pub that you could go was, in with a bunch of young people. Yeah, and because, because it was just—I don't know—it was almost like a Weatherspoons, wasn't it? It was well, um, a pub. It's a chain pub. It's just like cheap. Well, not cheap pints, but like pints and food out of a microwave. And like they didn't really yeah. care that much about it. So you could just go in and like every every time you walked into that pub, you knew everyone in there, and you could yeah. just flutter between groups and it was everyone in Poseth yeah. yeah I spent a lot of time that was my first job my first proper job ever was in the oyster catcher when I was 17 I was cutting grass and then collecting glasses and then 18 I was behind the bar it was such a sick pub 
it was so fun and they had like live they had live music pretty frequently and it's just a, you know the place to go if you're a youngish person um or if you were just like part of the crew so obviously it's like a pretty small community so everyone knows each other and everyone would just go there and you just even if you weren't with with your close mates you could just go in there and just yeah and that's but you just know someone and for the last mm. i think it's like nearly three coming up on three years since they've done their renovation since they did their renovation everyone went there for like a little bit afterwards but it's just completely different it was like more bit more being, being around like a restaurant and um there's like a way bigger indoor space um and it just didn't quite have the same feeling about it and everyone kind of stopped going and then the whole area was just really missing somewhere for young people to go um and just like and obviously with covid every, everything went onto bookings so you couldn't just go somewhere for a drink and especially down here because the majority of the pubs and restaurants are you know focused, focused, focused on the tourist market for obvious reasons like that's like business model wise that's where you're going to make your best margins and and because you cust you don't have to have great customer retention like the mariners obviously they're brilliant there's a new the, the mohe they, they're amazing um food wise um a lot, a lot of places are still decent, but like, no one's really, no one, no one's really, no one's really focused on being great for the local people. Um, there are a few places yeah. still, but there wasn't like a place where everyone would, you know, that would be the place to go and, and have a drink. Um, and it was kind of confusing, really, and you wouldn't really think about, oh, I can't wait to have an afterwork pint there or anything like that. And obviously, that's that is one of the that is actually one of the reasons why we wanted to do it wasn't it George actually just thinking about it now yeah it's, it's just like everywhere you go anywhere that's kind of friendly towards young people eventually realises that there's more money in food and there's more money in families and pensioners coming in so they so they just they make you very acutely aware that you're not really welcome in there anymore yeah and there's nowhere for young people to go. And, and and like, there's nowhere in the parish that anyone can walk to or cycle to prior mm. to us opening that, that you would think, oh, I actually want to go there and just sit down, relax, have a beer, have a chat. And I walk in and I know people in there. There's nowhere like that, especially since COVID. Because as soon as they could do table bookings, everywhere was like, right, mm. sod the locals. I can guarantee people in for the next six months if I do bookings only. Which, if obviously, from, from the financial side, yeah, it makes That's sense. It. But it is, like, it like the Mariners, you cannot get... I had one day off in the summer and I went past the Mariners and I was like, oh, you know, any chance I can get in for a pint? And she was like, well, there's a, can you wait four hours? I was like, for a pint? Can I, four hours for a table and a pint? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, be about four hours and I can give you a table for 40 minutes or so. And I was like... What? What? It's ridiculous. It is crazy though, because since yeah, since we came out of lockdown and the, the table booking thing was like in full swing, places like the Mariners um, and a few other places they were booked out for like the next two or three months. And obviously, as a local person, you're not yeah. just gonna 
you're not going to, because you're not on holiday or, or you don't that. have no a holiday coming up on this week of August. No, no one no. plans that far ahead. And so it's, it's a little bit better now because it's kind of, the rush is kind of it's, it's, it's down with you. a little, little bit. Yeah. But I mean, obviously it's November, but like, yeah. There's just, just there was just nowhere yeah, for anyone to go. And, and, and as a consumer, not just talking as someone who like you know now now has has a venue. So as a consumer, it's left a bad taste in my mouth. I don't want to go back to these venues that did could not be any less interested in me coming in and having some beers three months ago. They could not have cared less. And I've got no appetite to go back and give them yeah. my money now because it's like you know. Like, it's, yeah, it's all well and good. Yeah, I, I understand you want to make your money in the summer, but you completely alienated everyone who lives locally to the point where, why would I bother going back? Mm. Yeah, well, that's it. And ultimately, you vote with your feet, like you say, don't you? And it's, you know, like it all lump it, you know, Cornwall is geared up for tourism. You know, like you say, that's that's where the money is in, in, in that yeah. county, you know, because otherwise... You know, industry, things like that is, is non-existent down there. You know, you haven't got really big businesses down there to support you know, hundreds and hundreds of jobs like sort of in and around Leeds City Centre or Manchester, Sheffield, London, etc. You know, and yeah. like you say, there's yeah. If you just gear up for that and you cut all your locals off that'll support you during your winter months when your tourism's dried up, then you know it's and that's that's the other thing we want to provide is because I don't know, it's probably like eighty percent of places close at least um, eighty yeah. January and February mm. and 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 November. Yeah, they um, just shut because because shut. they don't want to have the locals in because the you know the locals don't have any money because there's no high paid well, there's not many high paid jobs down there mm. so obviously they can't be charging the the, the six pound fifty tourist prices for a pint so so they just shut mm. so like yeah as you said like eighty percent pretty much probably even more of 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 the actual bars and pubs and stuff around here they all just close doors until people start coming back yeah so that's one thing we do want to. Obviously, like we want to try and, but well, we're gonna we're gonna stay open November, December, January, February. Um, like we're doing quiz nights at the moment, and we're gonna start doing Mario Kart tournaments and stuff like that. And just start. Yeah, yeah. everyone's been loving the quiz nights, which has been good. Um, yeah, which it's, it's just it's just ways I, yeah, to get people like in. I yeah, do I'm understand sure. from a financial point of view, like. You know, if, you, if you're running a big pub and there's no reason for you to stay open in February or January, like, you know, why would you? But when at the same time, it's like, no, I think for, it's for more, me, yeah, for yeah. me, it's a principal thing. It's, it's purely a principal thing. It's like you make so much money in the summer, you pay all your staff next to nothing or zero hour contracts, get rid of them all as soon as it comes to winter, and then shut up shut shop, keep a few members of staff on through the winter, but everyone else is a seasonal member of staff that are only here for the summer. And I just think, you know, like, have a little respect for local people, just mm. stay open for them. doesn't matter if you if you make a loss through the winter. The amount a lot of these places make in the summer, I don't know. I, I Obviously, I, I can't see the books or anything like that, but, you know, some of these bars have got, like, you know, like 80 covers. Yeah. You know, like, that's, that's a lot of money going through the through that venue and it's i just think when when you completely alienate local people 
and you just you you make it pretty obvious you couldn't care less. I just I just disagree with it fundamentally. I just think it's wrong. I think you know they they should be you know like they they should always have a place in in local pubs and local bars. Yeah, hundred percent. And that, and and again, that's part of the reason. Like when we were chatting before we recorded, is that like so myself, you know, and other people can't move down there, and there's not many people that live down there because they can't sustain yeah, themselves on full-time it. jobs or things it's all seasonal work it's part-time work it's it's, zero hours yeah. contracts. it's, it's all hospitality work yeah you know there's there's for people who want to move down there's no jobs there's not enough jobs for local people regardless of that so it's like yeah yeah it's difficult because obviously you know you, you've got the jobs through the summer and we have there's so many jobs during the summer there's like we had there was a huge staff shortage this summer Mm, yeah, it was massive. Um, one of the reasons locally that was is because there was nowhere for anyone to stay because all the all the um, campsites were um, they were basically all the caravans were up for the, the weekly um, tourist bit instead of having it rented out because obviously they make so much more money because the demand was just so incredibly high and then every single house was on Air- Airbnb and it's just crazy at the moment like there's no um yeah there's just nowhere for people to rent like it's everything is on airbnb um and yeah staff shortages have been a problem and then it gets to winter and there's just zero it's like it's like just like this with it's just like a snake it's just like crazy crazy amount of jobs in the summer and then there's just a crazily low amount of jobs in the winter i think i think things are starting to change where we are because you know we've had a lot of people coming in this summer who've moved down this summer as well they've come for, like we had we had a couple of guys who were coming in pretty regularly that they, they were all working at John Lewis in London in in South London and they've all gone remote so they've sold up in London for a fat amount and bought a big house in rock and they're like yeah it's mm. going to be sick like i love the, the seaside you know i love this area of cornwall can't wait for the pubs in winter and i was like they're all shut like, mm. like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that they are they are all shut like you know like you won't be going into those pubs in january i was like oh, oh really you know talking about going out eating out in january and so i was like you can't do that yeah, yeah. It's not a thing like you know but we're open so come and yeah, come yeah. see us <laughs> everyone will be coming to you yeah yeah, yeah. come, come see it. us there's method in the madness there's method in the madness um, but obviously one of the subjects that we were going to cover and you said that you wanted to cover obviously, is that prior to us recording this evening, you'd been to sort of your, your local parish council meeting, which obviously you explained now has obviously presented some issues, but also the initial name change from from what the business started life as to to what it is now, which people may have thought, well, they said it's Blunt Rock and you, you referred to it as Lowlands a couple of yeah. times. So oh, geez, how about to yeah, Oops. do you want to? Uh, it's, it'll be forced to have it now, mate, won't it? So it's. Yeah, but, um, do you want to sort of explain the, the yeah, situation? Yeah. What's what, what's going so, on there? So, prior to obviously finding the plot, and kind of Hugo being the catalyst for that, it, uh, I I kind of knew I wanted to open a nano brewery in the area, and the hardest thing was the name, like the name. I just, it's so difficult to come up with something that you like and you think other people will like as well. And mm-hmm. we were in 
well, where we are in the, the parish of St Minver Lowlands. So where we are, we're in St Minver and, and the, it's split into two. And if anyone knows the area, there's a stream that goes through Polzeth Beach and up the valley, up to the point. Um, and that stream is the boundary between the highlands on the right-hand side facing the sea and the left-hand side is the lowlands. And we were in the lowlands yeah. side, so we thought it was called us off Lowlands Brewing. Um, yeah, all happy dandy. Cracking on, and then we get a cease and desist through the through the uh, through the letterbox um, from a in well in uh, exclamation well a, a fellow quotation craft brewery marks. Yeah, quotation yeah. marks a fellow <laughs> craft brewery who aren't worried about the corporate stuff apparently so we get a cease and desist from them um, and at first we kind of like them they're, they're having a laugh. The name is the name is pretty different, you know. It's it, it, it's very different, you know. We're named after the location we're in, and then we had a bit of legal advice. Not that they're not having a laugh. They're, you know, you, you have to think about changing your name, and that was really really disheartening because we hadn't started brewing, you know. We were still on the waiting game for all our tanks, and then you get the fucking cease and desist through the mailbox, and it's like a brewery not even in this country is telling you you cannot be called sorry you cannot name yourself after the location you're in it's just it's it's not it's not very good well i wasn't, yeah, I wasn't yeah. very happy with it um well inevitably like you say you've, you've put all this time and effort into it and you've you've already got these setbacks yeah. and delays then to be presented with that and you're thinking oh jesus before it's even got off at ground do you just yeah. You know, I mean, I mean stuff in, already. It's... in some ways we're quite lucky because we didn't spend loads of money on labels and we didn't spend loads of money on merch and stuff. And mm. this, you know, because that would have been a disaster if we'd have had what, 10,000 labels sat in the stores that were unusable, that would have been pretty bad. So, in, yeah. in, in some ways, we're lucky it happened when it did, but I'm still bitter about it. I still think it's not for, for me, it's I think to the their, their, their argument was that it would confuse the consumer and. I'm not going to say who they are, but I think, in my opinion, it would not consume. Sorry, it would not confuse the consumer. I think you know what we're doing, what they're doing, are two very different things. And I think, in 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 the kind of spirit of craft beer, the industry, I think small breweries or people who say they're small craft breweries should be kind of looking out for each other and trying to help each other, because you know the real guys who are out to get you are the big boys. And I feel like if you don't stick together, then you know what what's the point? Well, well, this is it, and and like you say, is in this world, it's even if you had a a similar name, and like you say, if if you're not in this country and and, and things like that, it's it's is that is there really a danger there? Do you know what I mean? Is is there really much harm? But as like you say, I think it's probably is from from their side of it is that obviously they recognise that this sort of small thriving craft beer world is a bit of a a threat to them as sort of, well, people are going to stop drinking what we're doing. So they'll maybe try and stamp it out potentially. Then mm. that's, you know, cynically, that's probably what their, their stand yeah. is rather than sort of, Oh, it'll confuse the consumer. It's yeah. like, no, you're just going to, you know, we just want to stamp out any other brewery that anyone with our, with a similarity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it is ridiculous. It's shame, really. yeah, of course it is, mate. It's, it's interesting though, because, Obviously, it's been it was an, it was disheartening when it happened, um, and it was just a bit of a, a nightmare going back and forth with us, like within our 
So I was just kind of, what do we do? Do we do this and that? And we were getting some legal advice and stuff. Um, but looking back at it now, we kind of think it's just a bit of a blessing in disguise that, that it happened. Because I actually, um, we put in the trademark for the trademark um, for Lowlands Brewing in May. And then we got the cease and desist in August. Um, and then it obviously just made me think like, you know, if I hadn't have put in for the trademark at all, because there wasn't really much reason for me to, because we're obviously- We had some advice, didn't we? we yeah, we had some advice too. But obviously, because we were starting out really small, um, it, you know, we didn't necessarily have to do it immediately. And Lowlands is, is not gonna lie, it's quite a generic word, Lowlands. Um, but obviously it's, it's named after the place we're in. Yeah. But, you know, imagine if we'd, we'd done it two or three years down the line and we had a much higher level of brand recognition and we'd already released loads of cans and stuff. And so if it, had, it, been, it would just have been an absolute nightmare. Um, and now we kind of prefer the name Blunt Rock. Um, yeah, so so that is the name. We think it's the first time we said it, Blunt Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't you know? Yeah. But so, so where did where did that come from? Then where did the the blunt rock come from? Obviously. Well, so, so uh, it, it was. I've got the note in my cupboard. I'm gonna get it. You carry on. You so basically, on. we um we were thinking of calling it Newland Rock, which is the actual name of the island. Um, hmm. but then we thought maybe it's a little bit long, and then for people who um aren't you know familiar with our area, they they and it's it's also our logo for those of you that don't know. Um, but we thought that it might not, or the customers might not be able to relate the name Newland Rock to our logo very well. And then um, James, our designer. There's, 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 there's another brewery as well, wasn't there? There was, as, as, as well as one of oh, yeah, Newland Rock, there's a, there's, there's a financial, firm, the financial consulting firm called Newland Rock based in Loughborough. Right, and then there was um, and then there's a brewery called Newlands yeah. Brewing, yeah, who were owned by yeah. AB Invest. So we just, yeah, it's sort of like, so there's no way we're going to touch in that. Yeah, yeah. And then we, <laughs> and then we were just looking at our logo, and our designer James just mentioned Blunt Rock. This yeah. is the sheet. This will be worth yeah. millions one day, boys. You watch. I'm going to frame this. So we did, we um, we got pissed on Zoom, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and we all had to have, was it three names or four names each or something? Three names each? I can't remember. Anyway, we all, I think four names, I think. And then we we read them out, brief couple of sentences why we think it's good. And then we just scrutinised each and every single one. Mm. And um, the kind of way, that, that we, you know, after we'd scrutinised all of them, we had what, yeah. four names. James just names? put, James and put. Then we you put one of the names, uh, which happened to be Blunt, with Rock instead of Newland. Just, just as I think he was just trying to, we were just looking at different names, and he just said it. And then we, then we all kind of just thought about it. We're like, doesn't sound too bad. And then we looked at the logo, and just thought, you know what, that actually sounds better than Newland Rock. And as a customer, you can relate that better to the logo. And it kind of rolls off the tongue, and we kind yeah. of just went from there. And it's really, it was like, it was kind of hard um, beforehand because obviously we were quite attached to the name Lowland. Changing a name mm. 
once you've had a cease and desist is, is so difficult. Because anything you think of, it's not going to be as good as the name you've already got, the one that you have to get rid of. Yeah. No. It's really hard. Um, but then obviously you know that once you start putting your brand and the people um, or like who you are behind that name, it, it's more about that than the name itself. Um, and so we were just kind of trying like tell ourselves this beforehand. Um, and then, yeah, we came up, we, we landed on Blunt Rock and we kind of were like, yeah, rolls with the tongue, goes with our logo. Why not? Sounds like a metal band. Yeah. Check. <laughs> but it, it was, it was um, the whole, the, the, the thing, yeah, James kind of, kept, we, we had Blunt in there and it was a, a friend of mine. DJ Tuscan, share a little shout out there, DJ Tuscan. If you like drum and bass, you like DJ Tuscan. Um, and anyway, he came to the tap room and he's he's well into his Belgian beers and he, he comes up and he, he goes, oh, I can't believe this has finally happened. And um, I was telling him about, you know, we got to change the name and he's like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, we literally, we have to change the name. What do you think? And he was like, well, you're opposite sharps. What about Blunt? And I was like, that is a terrible idea but i'll put it in and then we kind of i was like right well all my ideas are shit i'll put that in um and then james kind of took it and then went with it and took it away from where it came from it you know mm. took it away from the opposite of sharps and so it was like you know the logo is a blunt rock we are like that and it's got that two syllable bomb bomb bash that i think good breweries have that cloud water you know like three in it oh shit fuck up there verdant you know what i mean like like um it's got like a nice little bump to it yeah yeah and i get what you're saying it's kind of like i mean i was mega mega pissed in this chat because i feel like it just gets the uh, creativity going um but it just had that little bounce and then i wouldn't let anyone else speak because i talked so much <laughs> um and then they, in the end they said right if we call it that will you hang up and i was like yeah all right so then I hung up and then we decided yeah. the name then we went from there and now everyone actually, everyone actually prefers it, don't they? We have a lot of people. Actually. A lot of people say like, "Oh, I didn't really like Lowlands." Didn't ever told you? It's like, "Oh yeah, cheers." You could have told us that before, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you, at least you found something that works um, and something that you're you're happy with, and yeah. in many respects happier with. Because obviously, like you say, the obviously, like you say, whatever you come up with, then if you're attached to the first one, which obviously you clearly have, you've named it that. It's like, oh well, I'm. The risk is that we name it it's something that we're not as happy with yeah. or it doesn't work as well or, and even then you're thinking of the new name well crap can we can we even call it that because there's somebody else exactly. that come knocking on the exactly. door so you can't call it this fair, and that's it's... like that's one of the things why um we like cruise with blunt rock at the start so i mean as soon as he said it and we kind of started gotten uh, getting chatting about it I went straight on the IPO to do the trademark search and like was searching for companies and or like breweries. Um, if that if anyone had any, any relation to that name, literally no one. The, the first thing that came up was um, a picture of Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson because they've recently done a film together. And I was like, <laughs> sweet, I reckon we're clear. <laughs> That's good. Unless that film's called Blunt and Rock. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I was like, let's just crack on with it. Um, but yeah, so. Brews coming soon from Blunt Rock Brewery. Yeah, it'd be a lot. It's been a long time coming. No, but we, 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 um, yeah, 
we've got a Dortmunder in the small tank at the moment. Um, that'll be coming up. Oh, I don't know, six to eight weeks. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit longer. It's still, it's longer. still in primary fermentation. It's, it's going to be about five, six, five, seven, I think. Um, but I mean, that's 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 one of the things I'm really looking forward to doing is like proper properly brewing decent lagers because previous jobs it's been very much we've got this amount of tanks we can't afford to be doing lots of different lagers we can do the you know the pills and the whatever the the the, the, the shots pills and yeah. the pads the pills and but we can't be boshing in loads and loads of lagers because it's just strangling the production line um but that's one of the things that we're, I mean, we we, for the, we we had an Oktoberfest party and it was really, really good. And we brought in a lot of German lagers and we got some really, really good feedback on these lagers. And people are really like, I didn't know lager tastes like that because they've only ever drank Carlsberg and Korev, maybe Carling. And, you know, yeah, so it's like, awesome. and Peroni or Beer Moretti if they're feeling expensive. But, you know, it's not, it's not proper good, like good lager. It's just macro, macro brew, syrup brew, you know, high gravity brews, they liquor it back in tank. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it just doesn't have that authentic lager character to it. So that's one of the things that I really, really want us to focus on is like good quality, properly lagered beers, you know. Well, it's something that I've sort of in in the sort of last year, I've gotten into a bit more because I'm, you know, up until sort of got into this thing, lag has just been fizzy golden water. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. you know, it's just because it, it's all pretty much the same. You know, they're all, they're all trying to be as bland and as flavorless as each other just to get people drinking it. Whereas, like you say, people, you know, you've got like, say, Braybrook that do proper lag as Utopian and Bristol, you know, they focus on doing proper lags and things, you know. So, yeah. So it's, it, and there's such a vast array of different styles of lager that you can do. Do you know what I mean? It's, there's so many different styles that you can do and mix and match and do your own, like you say, experiment, like well, like you did, you know, with a, a, a Kavite yeasted one, you know, even if you sort of want to go off the yeah. beaten track and rather than sticking to your sort of your traditional yeah. Hellas, Viennas, exactly. Munichs, you know, Kolsch styles, all that sort of thing. But the, the choice is like, huge. Yeah. On, on the Oktoberfest night, like it was, so, it, it was, it was very busy. And we got to the point where we ran out of all our pale lagers. And all we had left was Dunkel. Mm. We had two Dunkels. And um, everyone at the bar was like, oh, yeah, don't drink dark beers. And I was like, just shut up and try it. And they tried it. They were like, oh, yeah, I'll have a pint of that then. And it's <laughs> do you know what I mean? yeah, like, yeah. a lot of these people would not drink a stout or a brown ale, but they would drink a Dunkel because it's got that clean, crisp, refined character to it that appeals to someone who isn't a massive beer drinker. Mm -hmm. And you can ease them into it. Yeah, yeah. And that's that. That, that was one thing that really surprised me. A friend of ours, Jack Biggs, who's who's got the got the fish and chip shop in Rock, he um he he was saying that night. He says, "Oh, I actually didn't like dark beers until I tried the Dunkel." And he was like, "You know, like I actually thought it was it's actually really nice." Like I I looked at it, I was like, "This is going to be horrible." I had one sip, and I was like, "It's not." Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it, and it, it it's an easy way to get people in from drinking that style of lager to another and it's just the next step of sort of like even if you go to sort of a uh, an India pale lager sort of hybrid or sort of ease people in there it's it's just getting them into that flavour and it's just getting them into that sort of breaking that barrier of your beer or your drink is going to have some flavour to it it's not just you're not drinking 10 pints it's just to get absolutely battered you'll drink five pints of it and I enjoy think, yeah. it and that'll exactly. be it 
but it's it, but it's, it's the crispness of a lager it's like those steps aren't quite as big as on the ale side mm. yeah yeah so i think for us being where we are having the customers we have the locals we have who aren't used to craft beer and all the different styles of ales and, and sours and all that stuff lagers will be a real good stepping stone for us mm. We do decent lagers of lots of different EBCs and bitternesses and, you know, like just lots of different styles and then work them down in the colour until we can just transfer them into the ale side of it. Yeah. And then and then we got them. Yeah. Then we got them. Snap. Pull the net up. Yeah. Right. You're a craft beer drinker yeah. now. Say goodbye to all your expense, like all your extra cash because you're going to be buying cans every week. That's, that's, we got them. Done. Yeah. That's when, that's when sharps get worried. When uh, when when Blunt Rock are taking over, that's it. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. So um, obviously, I'm guessing that when when it comes to the point of being able to sort of make it and sell it, you all you can in and things will be off site. I imagine, or will you? Nah, it's all on site. Everything oh, is you got done right. on site. We've got a cannon machine, the tiny little one. Excellent. We won't be selling anything until we are absolutely sure that the quality and the consistency is there. So it might not be immediately after we start full capacity brewing. But it will come when we are happy that the consumer will be happy. Um, yeah. So it, it's coming, it's coming. Please, please bear with us. There've been a lot of delays, but you know, it's it, it's coming. Hopefully, in the next few weeks, we'll have uh, some positive positive movement for you. Anyway, like say, hopefully, if there's these new parts coming in by the end of this week, and then they get yeah. fitted and all up and running, then you can be good to go. All systems go. Fingers crossed. You said it on on the podcast now, so I feel like it has to happen, really. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You've, you've, it's recorded you've, in history. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You've nailed your colours to the mast now. That's it. It's got yeah. to. Uh, it's got to happen. Mate. It's got to happen. But I'm, I'm guessing yeah. as part of that, you'll be sort of collaborating with some some more people, which I know you like. You say you did with, with Padstone. I know you've done your own firebrand. So I'm guessing that's on the yeah on the agenda. Once you've got another there. collab with Padstone, kind of in the pipeline. Um, I won't say what it is, but it'll be pretty nice and tasty and seasonal um and you know soon I, I, I really i don't really want to approach other breweries for collaborations that don't already know me unless i've got something to say look this is what we can do this is what we're about try it see what you think i don't want to just turn up and say please can i brew on your kit I, I want to offer something i don't i don't just want to be relying on favors from people from, from you know yeah yeah here on out so it's it's got to be a two-way thing i've got to give them something as well as them you know kind of collaboration collaborating with us mm. yeah yeah no it makes sense uh, and hugo i don't think we've really sort of touched on so i know you sort of you've bit you know joe said you spent a lot of time building the brewery and things you're sort of more the the background work running, running the business day to day making sure george isn't spending too much money on <laughs> ingredients and lactose and such as that you know, yeah like, that's it a tight lead that's pretty much it just monitoring george's card transactions yeah no yeah so over the last well since july a year through a year before that i was working in construction and that gave me um like a fairly good um you know not not so much background but like that that gave me a, a real um, hand in building the whole brewery because I had all the boys who I was working with on site to go to and I had all the general skills from that um, to do what was needed to be done to get 
the brewery container converted and the stores and the cold room built and the tap room built. Um, and then, yeah, I think on the business side of things, I just like numbers and that works for George because he hates them. <laughs> so it's yeah. Hugo from my um, point of view has been the catalyst. Yeah, I've been talking about doing this for years and years and I've never actually done it. And then after what, a couple of weeks of Hugo being involved, we had a site. And then after a couple more weeks of that, we'd sign the lease. And a couple more weeks from that, we'd start clearing it. Then a couple more weeks from that, the containers arrived and it was like, Oh my fucking god like i've just been chatting shit for years. now, now yeah, it's yeah. actually happening i'm gonna have to actually pull my finger out and do something um so even you know like re- regardless of what he's put into building it like it would not have happened if Hugo hadn't have made it happen yeah well yeah i think we uh we need each other as badly as we need ourselves or i don't know how you say it i think yeah as goodly as we need i think the, 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 yeah the <laughs> partnership is is completely it's a good balance complete yeah i think it's, it's perfect i think, I think it's perfectly balanced yeah, because i it. i 100 obviously couldn't do it without george um but then at the same time and the same for me i, I couldn't do it without hugo it's 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 like a necessary evil you you need each other like like it's just it's like, like it's a bad thankfully. thing. Is that because you goes with you? Is that what it is? It's, it's like you tell me like, you don't need that new sight glass, George. And I'm like, look, it looks so nice. I need it. <laughs> and like, you don't need 20 dry clamps. Oh, yeah, I might do one day, though. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a bottomless pit of money, unfortunately, George. Uh, no, there's not, but that's, not. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's my problem. It's definitely get too not. excited. You'd, you'd, you'd go out of business very quickly. It's like, George, where's that money gone? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be. Stuff. I'd be done. Just I would have spent the whole lot yeah. on pride clamps. Giving it all to Malt Miller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Malt Miller. And you can never order. Hello, Malt Miller. Here's yeah, yeah. yeah. You get a, you order from the Malt Miller and you get a box the size of a shoebox. It's like, oh, that was a grand. <laughs> Fantastic. And it's just tri clamps. Yeah. I'm just, I'm collecting them at home. I've just got a, I've got about forty dry clamps in the bathroom, and I just I don't know what they're doing there, but they just look so nice and they're clean and shiny. It is crazy um, with with regards to brewing kit. It's like you know the minimum price tag for something is five hundred quid, and it's like this tiny bit of steel, and it's like right, mm. <laughs> okay, five hundred quid yeah. well spent. Yeah, yes, it's not cheap, unfortunately, in yeah. that world. But fingers crossed, like so, fingers crossed, it all arrives. In the next sort of week, yeah, about the end we, of this week as we record will, on the we Monday. Uh, so, and, and obviously, as soon as as soon as we have beers available, they'll be in the web shop, and obviously, we'll send you a load. And then you, because we give you them, you have to give us good reviews. That's what it is? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is, mate. Yeah, no, yeah. Joking, but but obviously, we'll, we'll we'll send them out to people that we've been talking to about it and promising that we'd be doing it because it's been it's been a lot longer than both of us would have helped. But both of us would have hoped, and, and you know, yeah. there's nothing we can do about it. But you know, I, I, I'd really like to sort out the kind of people who've been patient with us with some some of what we've been talking about doing yeah, this no, whole time. I know, as you know, mate, I'm, I'm happy to spread the word for you guys as I have been from since when you did. We're at Padstow, and obviously, as you are now, I know obviously the, the things that you can you can do in in the brewing world. So I'm more than happy to uh, to help out where I can, mate. When the web shop's up and running, I'll be I'll be placing an order anyway, mate. So I. Uh, 
support yeah. you guys uh, where I can, and and uh, when we're next down, we'll be uh, we'll be paying you a visit. So, um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be good to yeah. see you up and up and running your uh, in your final form. But uh, I think uh, yeah, but well. I think uh, Zoom's going to kick us out very very shortly. Um, so yeah. before we'll uh, before we get kicked off, we'll uh, we'll wrap up. But uh, guys, I know there's not a lot as much going on as what you maybe would. Have hoped at this point, but where can uh, where can people find out about more about what's going on? Um, on Instagram and Facebook, um, at Blunt Rock Brewery. Um, our website's www.bluntrockbrewery.co.uk. Um, but yeah, mainly on our Instagram, we keep everyone updated regularly um, with everything we've got regards to brewing and the tap room and events and all, all sorts of stuff. So yeah, give us a follow um, and. Beer's coming soon for national delivery. So, yeah, keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, thank you for all being patient as well. We'll, we'll get yeah, there. We'll, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, well, I'm sure the work, it'll be worth it, guys. And uh, thank you for, for taking the time to speak with me. And um, we'll speak to you again very, very soon. Cheers. See you later. Cheers, man.